Welcome to Heating Up, a podcast about climate change, our dangerous future, and what you can do about it. I'm Corinne. I'm Derek. And this is our podcast. Yeah, thanks for listening. Hope Episode, you're doing okay. Yeah, we're, I think this is 48 now. I think we're getting real close to 50. That's all? Yeah. <laughs> that, that few, huh? That few. Woo, it has been some time. It has. Let me tell you. Has when it been we, like two years? Yeah, it's been about a year and a half. But when we started this podcast, we did not actually anticipate a like five month long pandemic in the middle of it no. or like the actual descent into fascism, which just appears to be, you know, accelerating I quite think as quick. you were expecting that. I was there. expecting it down the line. I just didn't think it would be quite so soon. Well, here we are. Yeah. here we are. So uh, hopefully you've uh, enjoyed listening to this podcast uh, and continue <laughs> to do so. Yeah. And uh I hope you're doing okay. How's everybody out there doing? You all right, buddy? <laughs> yeah, it is rough. I did learn a new term uh, since our last podcast. Let's hear it. I'm sure other people... Doom scrolling? It accurately describes that, everything it I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, it's the uh, habit of like looking at Facebook or your social media, your Twitter, and just scrolling through all of the terrible news and like just going down those rabbit holes and never not looking at the news, like getting more and more depressed. It's too much. That's basically my morning five. You know, I wake up. I don't up. know why most people, like to most people, it drains them. It makes it like gives you power. <laughs> You're like more bad news and it energizes you. Whereas me, it's just like, I've been beaten down. <laughs> it's the opposite effect. It is terrible. The fresh hell every morning. Every morning. Well, oh, yikes. But yeah. What's new with you? Um, well, I hurt myself. <laughs> that isn't super new, but super yeah. New. Uh, yeah, just yesterday I pulled a muscle in my calf. I was exercising and, uh, lesson learned. I'm old. Yeah. No exercise. So I stepped down on it wrong, felt the sharp pain and sure enough. Yep. Uh, gave myself a pretty good, uh, pulled muscle in my calf. So wanted hobbling around the house on crutches and, uh, yeah, going to try and stay off of it for a couple of days. I have an excuse to play FIFA. Yeah, exactly. I also found out. Uh, well, it was funny because I was talking to a friend of mine who said, yeah, I pulled the calf and, and then like two weeks later I did it again. Oh, and I read wow. online like that's super common is because, you know, it takes a couple of days for you to stop feeling it, but it's really not healed. So, so many people will pull it and then re-injure themselves like two weeks later because they think they're fine to start up again. Mm -hmm. So I got to be careful of that. You're old. Yeah, I'm getting old, man. There was a time where I would have injured myself like this and been back at it like the next day. Yeah. When you were young. <sighs> yeah. When I was young. Hardly oh, to remember. be young. Ah, to be to be able to flaunt COVID and just <laughs> hang out. Well, I mean, we're still young COVID style, but I guess. Know. What about you, Corinne? Anything new? Really, no. Did you finish alone? I have finished a lot of seasons of Alone. <laughs> I have not finished. I'm working on the one with the couples because to me that doesn't make any sense. It's called Alone, but you're not alone. If you've, uh, yeah, I know that you're forever alone. So if you've ever been in a long-term relationship. Sometimes being stuck in the woods with that person is a worse hell. Sure, but not me. alone. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I started watching that. Um, it's pretty good. And then I must admit, I just paid $25 for season 12 of Real Housewives of New York City. <laughs> I couldn't take it. Couldn't wait for Hulu it to come on Amazon. Was never going to give it to me. It has been going on since like March. And I have been waiting for Hulu to, to give me something. And it's not giving me anything. So... I I finally broke down, and I'm sorry five minutes in, I, I LOL'd, as the kids say, so worth it. But other than that, I'm waiting. I've got about another six more weeks till my Peloton knockoff arrives, and... Um, That's a lot of stuff occurring for you. Normally, you just say nothing and move along. So. Well, I mean, it, one of them was the Housewives of New York. Well, you know. So, yeah. all right. 
But if you've ever seen it, you know the true Shakespearean experience. All right. Well, that's enough chit-chat. That's five minutes. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I guess we're running that. a hard line yeah. on chit-chat we gotta on get our it to, very get it strict show here. Okay. We've got a lot of business. Actually, Fine. we don't have much to do today. So the last couple episodes, we've done some prepping stuff. So we've got to get back to slacking off, which is what we're going to do this week. <laughs> what we're really good at. Um, this week, we're just going to kind of talk a little bit about uh, where we're at in this pandemic. So everybody's been stuck in the coronavirus, you know, pandemic for five months now or more. Coronaverse. And, uh, you know, people are sick of it. And we've learned a lot. We've learned some things that aren't true. We've, you know, taken some bad lessons from it. We've taken some good lessons from it. So I think we're just going to kind of discuss that. We're not going to do the news like we normally do, even though there has been a lot of terrible news. Uh, we're not going to do uh, a prepping segment so much, although we will be giving some kind of advice about how to kind of stick in the long haul for this pandemic, because it is not, not over going away. anytime soon. So I would just looked up the numbers before we started today. We passed 4 million people in the U.S. Uh, I think it's you know quite a bit more than that. I think close to 11 million worldwide right now. Um, and those worldwide numbers, even the U.S. numbers are Not low. accurate, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean... It's it's not going away. As, as much as Donald Trump believes it'll magically disappear one day, uh, this I Corona nineteen we is going to be disgusting. taking us into twenty twenty one. Anyone who thinks that Christmas this year is not going to be ruined by Corona, or I will it be news. saved by Corona? <laughs> Could be saved. Maybe the best Christmas ever. Everyone. Our family did early in the pandemic do one Zoom call together, and that was enough. And for that us. was enough. We never tried it again. I know a lot of people are like, oh, "I'm connecting with all sorts of people no. I don't normally see." No. We are not. I think it started out like that, and a lot of people quickly got very sick of the virtual hangout because we thought it was a two-month thing, you yeah. know? Um, I mean, it was vaguely successful. At a certain point, I did have to say, okay, oldest goes first, do a five-minute rundown of how you're doing, and then we can go to discuss amongst yourselves wildness after everyone's been, been yeah. teched on. Um, so I do not hope to do that again, although for Christmas, I'd be willing to do it. Yeah. Maybe we could do a small Christmas or something. What's the rules? Ten people? I don't know. You're going to have to really make some choices about who you love the most. A-team, B-team for Christmas. <laughs> who do you love? <laughs> uh, yeah. It'll be like a adult's table, kid's table. Adult Zoom, kid Zoom. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Depends on which uncle you are. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, who knows by then, you know. Who knows what'll have happened? No, we're not. We're gonna. Christmas is on our own. I can already feel it. No, I'm not oh, saying. Man, no. there's gonna be no Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh yeah, which Whoa. is my favorite display of consumerism possible. I love it. I really do love it. It's gonna be gone. There's no way that could be virtual. Oh, nobody wants that. Everybody's gonna get it though. Oh man. Oh yeah. No, All right. Can't. So, anyways. We are six months into this, or five months into this, I think. How long are we in this? It's been a while. And April, I think, May, June, July. Well, they've actually months. come up with a term for it now, which is uh, COVID fatigue. COVID fatigue. Uh, you know, or pandemic fatigue, which is the feeling that I think everyone feels. We're done. Is, we're just sick of this stuff. And that, I think, is a lot of what's led to this sort of, like, denial of reality amongst, especially older people. I'm going to call out everyone older than 40 on this one, because it. whenever I've been out and about... Uh, during this pandemic. And, you know, I, I do my best to reasonably not go out. I don't go to, you know, bars or randomly out. I don't go out to eat. But when I have to go to the grocery store or wherever, the only people I ever see not wearing masks or behaving in, you know, or hanging out in large groups are old people. Like, young people constantly out there We're in doing masks. this for you guys. 
Yeah, which makes it harder. But I think that they're just done with it. I think they, they like... I get it to some level, you know? I mean, some of those restrictions were so tight. Like, don't go meet up with your family. Less than 10 people. And you're like, nobody's going to do that for a year. Sure. Which is, we're looking at... Oh, it's going to be... Year, yeah. maybe more sort of a situation. You can't tell everybody that's a no forever indefinitely. It's going to be a while. And I think I, I did read an article. So on the prepared.com, the website that I keep promoting here because it's a great resource, <laughs> there's a blog. And they, you know, one of the, the bloggers put a blog about having an accountability partner for mm. Corona. And I thought this was a genius idea. I do not want to be your accountability well, partner. Well, I think we already kind of are. And, you know, obviously my wife as well is a nurse. And so, you know, I've got people in my life that are basically taking it seriously. And just a lot like everything else in life, if you have someone that you're accountable to, then you're more likely to follow through with things you don't want to do. Sure. Right? So if you have a running partner, you're more likely to continue running and not skip a day mm-hmm. uh, or things like that. So the same idea with the the quarantine. You have a quarantine accountability partner. So the next time you really feel like you need to go out and get that haircut, you know, if you have someone that you talk you to about it. You can't even get a haircut. Well, some places you can. California is more locked down than other places. But, mm-hmm. like, no matter where you are, there are things that you shouldn't be doing that you know you now can kind of do if you really get out there and want to uh and having people out there you know that you trust that are able to kind of you know keep you accountable say hey you probably shouldn't go eat out at a restaurant right now just keep ordering you know doordash Door- <laughs> <laughs> it's just terrible this or cook terrible. at home uh you know god forbid yeah well <laughs> jeez at what cost <laughs> But uh, no, you know what I'm saying? Like having someone that you can talk to about, you know, when you're when you're feeling a little weak with when you're feeling just too done with the the restrictions. Yeah. I mean, I guess as someone who doesn't like to go out anyways, I'm kind of like, well, what else is there to do? You go into the grocery store, you go to work. What else do you people want? (laughs) I mean, I've definitely come to like had days where I just want to get out of the house where I've been home every single night. And I'm not normally out like you know me mm-hmm. I, I you know i work at four in the morning i go to bed at like eight thirty. i don't go out to bars or hang out with my friends very much right but even for me like if you're at home for three four weeks in a row no nights out no doing anything you're just kind of like i gotta get out of here i gotta get out of here. are you doing any socially distant hangouts have you done that no. is that an okay thing are we supposed to do that are some people are do I, I don't have enough friends to do that oh. or i've never been invited to one I well my friend is taking it very seriously but uh her grandmother lives at home so she's trying to be safe about it and i basically just stopped asking she wants if she gets sick of it she's gonna want to hang out with me she finally got so sick of it and was like well we can go on a walk and both wear masks i'm like i'm out i'm not going on a walk i'll stay stick feet away from you do i still have to wear a mask it's 100 degrees outside so we settled on ice cream in the shade six feet apart yeah so I mean, I guess, I mean, to that, like, I miss hanging out with friends. I don't have that many, obviously, but just stop going to bars, guys. What's so great about it? Yeah, it, it does. It, what, what stinks is that most of us are trying to take it seriously or doing the, you know, taking calculated risk where it's like, right. okay, I'm going to hang out 10 feet away from my friend wearing a mask. And we whereas, both o- don't only go to the grocery store. Yeah. Whereas there's the whole group of people that are like, let's go to spring break in Florida. Yeah. Let's all hang out on the beach. Florida. And it's like, those people are ruining it for everyone else. And it's yeah. hard not to feel angry at them. Mm. Yeah. I don't even know. It's just, it's just hard. And the other thing about it is like, I'm lucky. Obviously I, I have a wife and kids here at the house who not I can socially interact with, but there are plenty of people who are alone. Fully home alone. I was listening to NPR last week and there was an article about, uh, 
uh, Ireland, who's done an actually Great really job. remarkable job. But one of the things they did is they said, basically, if you're over 70, do not leave the house for any reason. They told them to cocoon, not just shelter in place. They were like, yeah, that was the term. Like, basically, you don't leave the house. But, of course, like, they, you know, there's all these wholesome stories of, like, entire communities coming together to, like, get the mail for these 70-year-olds yeah, and yeah, go yeah. to the grocery stores for yeah. them and, like, do all these nice things for them. But, again, like, that isolation, like, that, you know, we haven't done that. And it would be really hard if I didn't have people to see or that I could see or talk to any day, you know. And we both go to work, which is different. As much as, honestly, I would really, I hate going to work. Mm -hmm. I do know that at least I'm leaving my house. It gives me some sort of normalcy. My life is normal. Yeah. And I'm seeing people, even if they're an odd variety of humans, I'm still seeing other people. Yeah, and our work is now testing us for COVID every two weeks, which is good. God. Yeah, so many people at our work are complaining about the fact that they're getting, because we have a throat swab, so if anyone's already gotten a COVID test, there's a couple of ways to do it. There's the nose one, which looks horrifying. Which looks horrible, yeah. They stick this uh, probe way back into your sinuses, so it goes remarkably far into your nose. To your brain, Yeah, you think, like, this thing is going way back there. It's really not, but it it looks like it. It feels like that would be way more uncomfortable. No one's supposed to be going up there. Sure. That is an exit only. (laughs) The other one goes to your tonsils, basically. So down into your throat and, like, you know, kind of scrapes your tonsil a little bit. And it's momentarily uncomfortable, and then you move on. But so many people are just angry about it. I call them babies. Yeah. Because it's not that bad. It's one second. And... It is going to save so much hassle. If we're doing this every two weeks. Well, it's going to save lives. It's going to save lives. It's going to keep people with their jobs. It's going to, it's amazing how well this is going to work. Yeah. And people are, yeah, unable to take even this sacrifice. And bringing it back to kind of like climate change. uh, You know, a friend of mine posted on the internet, you know, it's like all these people who are unwilling to wear a mask or do even the slightest amount of, you know, personal sacrifice for this coronavirus, like, just gives me no hope for the amount of sacrifice that's going to be needed for climate change, right? Right. Because the we've talked before about how all these, you know, slight adjustments around the outside, you know, these personal shopping sort of solutions for climate change are completely useless. To truly get to the root of our, you know, carbon emissions, we're going to radically have to restructure society, and it's going to, requ- it's going to cause people to really lose a lot of the privileges that they have, you know? Yeah. I don't know if there's a really a clean way to have a have a world with cars. <laughs> so it's like if people won't even wear a mask, imagine them trying to give up air conditioning. And not, not you know? and we're not talking about wearing a mask while you go outside on a walk. We're talking about wearing a mask in a store for yeah. however long it takes you to be in a store. And Which you don't even p- have to be in. Well, you could, just you could get grocery delivery, yeah. certainly. Um, but it's not necessarily, not always an option, depending on your situation. But still, it gives but me very little hope for people. It gives you quite an incentive to go quickly, doesn't it? Because mm-hmm. I hate being in the store. You go in, you get the things you need, and you leave. Even if you walk down every aisle, you can do this in 30 minutes or less. Yeah, I had to go to the store today on my bum leg, uh, hobbling around the store, and I was managed to, buy, you know, to get all the stuff I needed and out in like 20 minutes. Uh, and that was on one leg, so I feel well, like... Well, you have people. two legs. Yeah. Let's be real here it's amputated it's gone <laughs> it's uh useless maybe. basically amputated yeah. yeah i don't know i don't think we have much hope no sorry well, and then the other thing so we talked a little bit about covid fatigue uh the other point that's coming across nowadays is obviously the depression and anxiety that people are feeling we kind of hit on this a little bit if you're alone during this isolation and even if you're not there's a lot of people that are experiencing heightened anxiety 
from this long-term crisis, right? So we're aware that there's this disease which is killing people, and the information is coming so quickly about how many people are getting it, and there's a lot of misinformation out there, and I can totally understand why people are anxious or even depressed about it, and that leads to really bad behaviors, and it leads to kind of this vicious cycle. And so I've talked to a lot of people who haven't described themselves as being depressed, but are experiencing like classic symptoms of anxiety or depression. People that are, you know, having really trouble sleeping or sleeping too much or, you know, really lethargic or having, you know, starting to, you know, abuse drugs or alcohol or do more of them, right? Or eat, overeat. Like, I'm sorry, are these, is this not what people do daily? <laughs> I'm sure. confused. I mean, obviously life under capitalism is depressive. Uh, but, all right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I know for me personally, uh, under lockdown, I've drinking a bit more beer than I drank before at home. Like, and I, I'm a stress eater in the best of times. <laughs> And so we're eaters so, for entertainment. Yeah, so COVID-19 has not been great yeah. for like any chocolate in my house, I mm-hmm, guess. Mm-hmm. And so like, I totally understand people that, you know, are starting to experience these symptoms of depression or anxiety, don't even recognize them as, you know, symptomatic of these, you know, long-term kind of stress disorders that they're getting. And so, you know, there are some things that we should be looking at. I guess now at this point is a good time to kind of reevaluate how we're handling long-term quarantine because it's not going away, right? So I feel like everybody should do kind of a, a self-assessment I on where, where they are. I think people are really struggling with it because they they can't... The idea that there's something out of their control has got to be overwhelming, which I get, I guess, but maybe it's just the life I've had. I have s- expect absolutely no control. This is just one of the many ridiculous things that happens in life. And I'm kind of like, all right, you know, whatever. I guess it's annoying. I think it's really stressful to people who have not dealt with, like, long-term stress. Sure. And it's an interesting one from, a, like, a point of our podcast for, you know, disaster preparedness or emergency preparedness. COVID-19 is an interesting disaster to think about in terms of those... Reg- because kind of light. Because, it, well, it's light as far as the death count goes, right? Yes. So, like, right now, the U.S. is hovering at about 3.5% death or mortality rate. But that might um, be because we don't know how many people really have it. It might sure. be a lower percentage. Might be slightly lower, might be slightly higher. There, but that's about average worldwide for some of the better recorded state, you know, things. So that's I think fairly accurate. About 3.5% mortality. Um, and of course it goes up if we, you know, slam the hospitals and it would go down if we have, you know. Sure. But sure. It's, it's so long-term of a crisis. So lots of times when we talk about, you know, climate change crises, we talk about, you know, hurricanes or floods Fast. or fires that come through and they're done, you know, the actual damage is done in a day. And sure, you're mopping up and cleaning up and you have to deal with it for a little while. But like, we're in, you know, month four or five and it's not going to be over for a long mm-hmm. time. And, but meanwhile, the risk is so less obvious than like a fire. You know what I'm saying? And so it's a weird crisis to think about, like, to mentally get our minds around. And I think it's doing a number on people, especially in that mental health sort of category. And so I think now is a good time for everybody to kind of reassess their quarantine strategy, Mm. right? So, like, to look at how have you handled quarantine? And I think for a lot of us, myself included, you can say, you know what? I've, you know, I would like to change some of the ways in which I've been dealing with this stress or this, you know, depression or this anxiety with quarantine. And so we should kind of go over some of the, like, obvious examples of ways in which you can do better. And so start building those healthy habits. Right. And again, because it's such a long-term thing, it's not like any one specific thing you can do is going to solve the problem. No. We need to build better stress management into our lives. Yeah. And so there are lots of good habits people can do to do that. 
Um, and the first and number one is exercise. Oof. Right? That's so hard, though. It's in so this hard. Gyms are closed. Gyms are closed. You may not live in a house that gives you the opportunity to exercise. I'm waiting six, week six for my fake Peloton. Sure. Outside, it's 100 degrees. Sure. Some people look at you funny for running without a mask, which I think is calm down, move to the other side of the street. How are you going to run with a mask on? Well, there's a lot of challenges to this. There right are away. a lot of challenges, but exercise is can, like the number one thing you can do, you know, without getting into drugs or whatever that will, you know, you know what I'm talking just prescription yes. drugs yes. Uh, to relieve it, stress and anxiety, like the benefits. And it doesn't have to be like super, you know, intense exercise. You don't have do to start jumping jacks, do some jumping, walk around the block in the morning, especially if you're home, you know, and you don't have work. Like, I know my dad has been doing a lot of running, which has been really, or not running, walking, which has just been really helpful for him. He goes for a walk in the morning, and then he goes for another one in the evening. And, like, it doesn't have to be a long-distance thing. Getting outside, getting some fresh air, we'll talk about that next. But doing a little bit of exercise goes a long way in starts releasing endorphins into your bloodstream, which really helps with the stress and depression. And just kind of getting you up and moving and feeling so much better. So if you don't already have some sort of exercise routine in your quarantine kind of day, think about working something in. It doesn't have to be a lot. Five, ten minutes a day of low-level exercise is going to do wonders for your life. But you mentioned, yeah, there are tons of, you know, problems or, you know, there's a lot it makes of it really obstacles, difficult. yeah. But it does not have to be this intense thing. You don't have to like buy a deadlift set, you know, and start or you know, you know, get expensive home equipment. You just have to kind of walk, really. Yeah. Um, which leads right into the next one you can do, which is get outside. And it's really hard for a lot of people. We get stuck it's inside. So hot. We get stuck inside in the best of times when we're allowed, when we're you know, completely free to do whatever we want sure. before quarantine. But now as well, I think that there's like two things. There are some people that seem to just be outside all the time now. Mm -hmm. And then there are other people who have not gone outside for months on end. Right. You know, who and getting outside as well is really important. You get that vitamin D, you know, you get that sunlight on your skin, which is really good for your mood. Like the effects of just getting sun on your on I your get body my vitamin D from orange juice. It's <laughs> so good and so important. And you don't have to stand in the direct sun, no, you know, you, you just have to be outside, uh, you know, be in the shade. Like, but you know what it does? I'll say I, what I've enjoyed about the times that I've exercised outside is you actually get to feel a little bit part of uh, earth you're mm -hmm. like you can see this change into the season you're like that flower wasn't here last week or the flower i saw last week is totally gone it's you can see the changing of the season and it's indifferent for how we normally live our lives you often don't see any change or any indication that the year has gone by until you see pumpkins for sure. halloween or whatever and you don't have to go like on a five mile hike for this as well you can go into your backyard or like you i mean you can just eat your lunch on your patio like mm -hmm. little things, just get outside a little bit. And again, it's going to do so much wonders for your stress and for your kind of COVID fatigue. Um, and guys, selfies are better outdoors. Sure. That's true too. <laughs> just but I mean, yeah, just like if you get a regular routine of, okay, it's my lunch. Like so many people are stuck working at home and so they're stuck inside. Like they, ne they don't even leave to drive their car to work right. anymore. So they wake up, they're, you know, in their bedroom doing their work for five hours. They come outside, they grab a bite to eat in their kitchen, and then they go back to the, their you know, room where they do more work for four more hours. And then it's the evening. They don't get out. So, like, take that lunch break and just sit on your porch. Go outside for a minute. Um, obviously, if you have, you know, things built into your day like gardening or yard work or whatever, those things will get you out. Um, but, yeah, find some way to get outside. Do you know who's outside right now? Who? Our brother. Yeah, he's out running. Backpacking. Is he out backpacking? He's out right now? backpacking right now. He's doing part of the Pacific Crest Trail. Nice. 
I knew he was building. He's been like building he's been ultralight crazy stuff. style. I don't know what he's been doing. So he tried to explain to me a few times, and I was like, "You sound crazy, Brent." Yeah. Uh, but, but he's he's getting outdoors. You know what? I'll say. I guarantee you, all the things on this list, Brent is doing. Yeah, guaranteed. He that man well, is an island. He's well adjusted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other things you can do: do some mental kind of relaxation techniques, and so these include like deep breathing yoga um, just kind of meditation there are tons of apps there are you know channels on you know places on the internet you can go to that can do a guided meditation but getting you know five minutes of relaxation a day especially since a lot of us are super stressed out with our at-home work Mm -hmm. um, it can seem more challenging it can seem really difficult to find motivation to get all your work done when you're not in the office when there are so many other distractions like we're lucky that you know our kids are slightly older here uh, and so, you know, my daughter spends the day playing video games with her friends. Our son is at work and he's not around. But, you know, families with young kids, like there are so many they mothers who now have to be uh, work full time and t- childcare full time and they're their teacher and they're all these other things. Like, how do they do that? I have no idea. Parents of uh, young children get a pass. They do whatever they want. You drink more. You eat more chocolate. No one's going to judge you. You get through works. this however you can. If you can find, again, five minutes a day or less to do some breathing, you know, just some deep breathing, you're going to feel so much better. And building a routine of it. It's not just like the one moment it's acute. Just every day, do a little bit. Or go through one of those, like you said, get an app and just do the guided meditation each morning the or whatever. The guy Game of Thrones is doing the voice of one of those little meditation stories, so yeah. go for it. Um, another thing that I've heard people do that's really nice, I don't do this, <laughs> maybe I should have, I, I, I pulled my leg, I pulled my muscle, is stretch. So it's not even really like that exercise we're talking about, although it kind of is, just like five minutes of stretching in the morning or in the afternoon, like when you take a break from your computer, you get up and really do some yoga, you know, do something like that. It doesn't have to be, you know, the world's greatest routine, but just a few minutes of deep stretching and, you know, focusing on just kind of relaxing it's really important mm-hmm. um and as you mentioned before like mothers should get a pass everyone needs to kind of give themselves a bit of a break yeah like don't be so hard on yourself we're all handling this you know crisis the best we can do i know, you know. we like to make fun of the people who are making sourdough bread at home but you know what good for you exactly celebrate <laughs> your successes and, and just be a little less hard on yourself if you have a day that's uh, if you take an l one day you know, no it was a chocolate disaster it was not a day that worked great you know it's okay you, you've, got you've got several quarantine days right uh, I think so many people, I think, well, obviously we live in this society that pushes productivity on people. Constant. And, you know, if you're not doing something useful at that exact moment, you're wasting, wasting your time or you're a failure. It's like, I think we're learning that we just have to be a little easier on ourselves. If you had a day where if you were honest with yourself, you didn't do a whole lot, you know, chalk it up as an L and the next day, you know, try I mean, and do a little bit better. you don't chalk it up as an L? Self-care. Yeah, there just be like, That's I treated myself today. Now. Yeah, Yeah. maybe I didn't get off the couch. I just ate a whole quart of ice cream. I'm okay. There's you know, worse things okay. you could do. It could be a lot worse. So, you know, just go a little, be mentally easier on yourself. I One thing that, that I do, day. that I have done, I've added to my life just kind of over the last couple of years more. Um, whenever I feel stressed out or I have a lot of stuff to do is the make a list. This is another good strategy for people, like yeah. especially if you're dealing with depression or anxiety and you're not getting stuff done. So this is something that's happening to a lot of people, uh, you know, with these lives where they're just not... They're just constantly thinking of a loop of all the things that they haven't done. Yeah. And so, like, and it becomes this, like, self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, you wake up tired and you don't want to get up and do the things you have to do that day. 
and then you don't do those things. And then and feel so, horrible And then about feel it. horrible about not doing it. So there's really kind of two related strategies for this. The first is to build a morning routine. So for a lot of people, the hardest part of the day is that getting up, especially if you've lost a job or you're not working currently and you don't have any specific reason you have to be up at 7 o'clock in the morning or 8 o'clock in the morning or whatever. Like, it's hard to do. Like If you have a job, even if you're working from home and you've got to be on the Zoom call at 8.30, it's easier to get up. If you don't have that, what's the point? <laughs> it's like I would sleep in every day, absolutely. Yeah. But then you feel bad about it after, you know, a month of doing it. So get yourself a morning routine, like literally write it down mm-hmm. and go through it every day. It doesn't matter what day it is. You get up, take your shower, do your five minutes of yoga, brush your teeth, just write everything down and like what, and get used into the habit of crossing stuff off a list. It feels better. This reminds me of that episode of The Office uh, with Pam trying to get, uh, I think, uh, Michael, <laughs> Michael to do stuff. It's like, all right, eat breakfast. We've crossed it off the list. Great. But uh, no, but really yeah. like crossing stuff off a list feels good. Yeah. So do your morning routine if that's really hard for you or just your general day, like all the things you need or want to do in that day. Just keep them on a list. And when you do one, cross it off and record small victories on that list too. So Brush your teeth. Exactly. Little things. Get them done and have it on the list, and it will help you get those other habits as well. So if you put on the list five minutes of yoga, you know, you're going to feel a little bit of pressure to do it. And then when you do it, you're going to feel even better because you get to cross it off the list too. Yeah. So writing lists is a good one. Uh, We should say that there is also, like, for people that are having serious depression or, you know, serious anxiety, there are a ton of, like, virtual uh, therapy and, you know, things like that. There are crisis centers that are all open. You can find those phone numbers. Virtual therapy is actually a booming kind of thing where you can, you know, Zoom chat with a therapist. I believe there's a lot of regular therapists who are meeting with clients as well because they know that clients are at risk of being completely isolated. Sure. Um, And so obviously if that's a category you fall into, you know, obviously take care of yourself. But this is more for just like everybody, I think, um, what we're talking about. Because, yeah, yeah, even if you are normally a very well-adjusted kind of overachiever, COVID is presenting a lot of... Uh, Who are these overachievers? Not us, but, you know, maybe some of the maybe people. Maybe our brother. Him. Yeah, he's out there hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. Just a little bit. By, by camping gear, he made himself. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's just tough because this is not going away. No, you know? it's not. And I li- just the other day was thinking, what is Christmas going to look like? And I felt really bad for, like, little kids yeah. again. Well, Halloween for little Halloween. kids. Like, I'm not a Halloween person. Like, I gave up on Halloween after, like, age 14. Yeah. Like, I was like, all right, I never got the adults in costumes Halloween sort of thing. Yeah. That was just not me. Yeah. Um, but kids love it and i remember loving halloween as a kid i mean you get to dress up like a superhero and get shit tons of candy what's not to like yeah right those are the two things i like yeah Uh, so the fact that halloween is going to be virtual or like it fell on a school night oh yeah just like out getting this year it's supposed to be a full moon and a saturday night it's like oh man so these halloween lovers are just going to be really real real tough they're gonna have to really rely on their movies yeah (laughs) But, yeah, for little kids, Halloween is going to be terrible. Hopefully, we can figure something out. Um, Man. Like, I don't know, chuck candy at them from the top of the driveway. (laughs) We drive by them. (laughs) I'm sure some smart people will figure out how to do trick-or-treating. Yeah. Um, But, or just buy your kids a box of candy. Nobody, that's not, (laughs) that's not going to solve it. That's how I get through it right now. I just buy M&Ms by the bulk. Yeah, well, who doesn't, but, (laughs) yeah, Halloween, that's going to be interesting. All the holidays, it's going to be sad. 
It's going to be tough. Yeah. So again, mental health is important because it's, it's a, such a long-term thing. You have to build healthy habits into your life right now. Yeah. And if you haven't, so for the first few months, if you can look back and say, honestly, I'm doing great. I've got these habits. Great for you. Good like you're doing great. For you. But that's not most of us. Um, so if you haven't, now's a great time to reset, you know, next semester. You new know? semester. <laughs> new year, new you. <laughs> yes, still. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, start August 1st, you know, it's a new, new time, but yeah, Corona, man. It's tough a little bit, kind of. It's not, I mean, it's, it's tough, but it's not tough. And it's tough to just kind of live through it day by day. Cause it just doesn't it's stop. Not ending part of it is. Yeah. The, you know, wearing a mask part is not the tough part. The tough part is just every day. It's all this stuff. And then it just keeps getting worse. And you watch, you know, you see the news or you doom scroll yeah. to pull it back. Oh, you and know, I had a moment of absolute sheer pain. I received my passport in the mail Oh, last no. Week. <laughs> <laughs> I have never been outside of the country. We finally decided as a family we were going to leave the country and go to England and, and, uh, and Ireland. Wales, yeah. But, it, I mean, wasn't my first choice. My first choice was Italy. I'll say it. But I was still excited to, like leave you yeah. know go somewhere i've never gone never done anything like you know that that's it oh finally i'm gonna get into debt over something other than I'm gonna a eat, gray pray, love all over this thing <laughs> no i wanted to get into <laughs> debt over something other than a gray corolla which is the clear <laughs> currently the only thing i have ever taken a debt into um and i applied for the passport and literally the next day is when they put on the ban to travel yeah and i was like oh, okay they said that i'd get my passport in eight weeks that didn't happen. I was like, oh, good. The passport for the trip I canceled from a month ago. Great. Yeah. I honestly feel at this point I'm never going to leave the country. Well, I keep seeing on Facebook this month because we normally take our trips in July. I know all and of so our all vacations. Of our, you know, Facebook memories of my vacations. It's like, oh, terrible. Ouch. Yeah. Painful, painful. So that's been rough. Yeah, I would love to get out and go do something fun. And that's it. I'm going to push Italy. If we ever get to leave this country, I'm not settling I'm not settling. Sorry, Dad, if you're listening right now. I don't necessarily know if Ireland's settling. It's, I love Ireland. It's great. I want to go. I want to go big, guys. Ireland. I mean, yeah, sure. Round two. Round two. We'll go to Ireland. Italy. 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 The food, Derek. You can get Italian food here. I get Boca de Beppo delivered to my Derek. <laughs> don't you dare. Don't you dare. That's that's as Europe as it gets. I mean, it's as uh, romantic Europe as it gets. I think, like, uh, Bulgaria is probably Ew. as... Yeah, that's real Europe. No. Get out there into Czechoslovakia. No. Yeah. Like, no. Anyway, I'm just saying, that was a hard... That was a tough blow for me, getting the... And one of the worst pictures I've ever taken in my life. No. Oh, it's a bad picture of me. No, like, really a bad picture <laughs> of me. Um... I knew it. I knew it was coming. But when you see it blown up on the thing, that's just bad. Let's see. Do we want to talk about uh, the Fed snatching people up off the streets in no, Portland? I don't. No? We don't want to talk about I it? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about the election. I don't want to talk about any of it. <laughs> I thought we discussed we were talking about Corona. I mean, this nope. is happening in the... I do like that they've uh, used the term Pinochet as a, as a verb. They've pinocheted people off the streets. I have not uh, heard that. But, yeah. No, uh, I mean, I like that because it's terrible. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. No, and they're coming to cities near you. So, uh, again, we'll probably get into that next week. Get next. back to our normal. But, 
Yeah, man. And there are, I mean, obviously tons of other podcasts and organizations, and you should definitely be reading up on this stuff because it's scary. Yeah. Oh, man, corona. It's just hard some days. You get... (laughs) To do this podcast, like, let's be real. Like, our podcast is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Sorry for listening, guys. <laughs> and so, like, life in general is just so down. It, the, that's part of why we've been real light on the news What's the last few upside? episodes. What's our upside? Do we have enough? Uh, do some yoga. If you don't, do it from your couch. Do your couch yoga. I guarantee there is a couch yoga thing. I'm sure there is. There are a ton of free resources for those sort of, like, you know, exercises or just yeah. kind of basic, you know, kind of yoke stretching or whatever. Stuff for your phone. Stuff on, like... Uh, you know, on your TV, just all sorts of easy ways to get started with that stuff. And that is really just going to help you mentally. Also, I'm going to suggest sometimes put away the internet. Yeah, put away the internet. Taking time away from screens in general yeah. is important. And it's really hard, too. It is, because that's your main entertainment inside your house. Yeah. But so, it's depressing. So if you are lucky enough to live in a house with friends or with family or friends or roommates or whatever, take some time to do things with them that are not connected the to the internet, not electronic. Uh, you know, board games, card games, whatever else. Matter is of fact, good. I'm going to play a board game with my niece right now. Yeah, playing puzzles is good as well. It's a good mental kind of stimulation. Anything off the internet. Anything off the internet is good. And, and chocolate. Then we we did talk about it. Obviously, if you are drinking more or eating more, uh, try and eat healthier and drink less. You know, those are you know good things to do. But again, <laughs> it's hard. Also, forgive yourself. <laughs> forgive yourself. It's a little bit of both. Yeah. Uh, every day is a cheat day. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's easy to justify. Be like, you know what? The world's ending. I'm going to eat that now. I'm, I'm not going to the beach anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What does it well, matter? You know, there's fascist militias snatching people off the streets. Yeah, I think I'll have the that The heavier bar. I weigh, Thank the you. harder it is to grab me. <laughs> harder to kidnap. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. And on that note. And on that note, I guess we're done for today. A real kind of bummer of a show. Be easy on yourself. Also try and make a routine. Yeah. Build good habits to get through this pandemic because it's not ending anytime soon forgive yourself for mistakes yeah if you are able to handle the news obviously kind of it's important to stay up on what's going on but if you can't if it really does bum you out it's okay to not know the current statistics it's okay to not follow all of these things i legitimately do not listen to donald trump ever i can only read transcripts <laughs> I've had that rule for the last four years because he's just so I can't listen to him just I so can't. infuriating it's just awful he's just horrible to hear and to look at so i just read what he says I, it helps a lot personally sure so i guess that's our prep for this week is in this ongoing never-ending pandemic because there's no end in sight so None. i don't want to say never-ending because it will eventually end but there's no end anytime soon build healthy habits now is the time to make sure you're in it for a long haul mentally prepare yourself for this not to end during 2020 and start building those healthy habits into your life to survive with a little extra anxiety, a little extra depression every day. Like, Yeesh. Yeah. We're trying to be an upswing here. Well, I mean, this is the reality we all have to face. Upswing, so, Derek. You know, uh, you're terrible at upswing. I am terrible. This was what feeds me. <laughs> no. <laughs> it gives you strength and gives us weakness. Exactly. Great. Eventually I'll rule the world. Yep. All right. Thanks, guys. This was our show. Good luck. We'll see you in another week for episode 49. Oh, God. What episode is it? Yeah, 49 in another week. What are we going to do for 50, Craig? What's the traditional? Uh, Is that the diamond? No. What's what's the 50th anniversary? Buy me some diamonds. Yeah, that's not happening. (laughs) Uh, We'll figure it out. Blue diamond is around here. We can get you some almonds. (laughs) Horrible for the earth, too, aren't they? (laughs) I'm sure they're terrible for water. We'll figure out what we're going to do for our 50th. If you guys can think of something email us at heatinguppodcast at gmail.com or reach out for us on facebook or twitter 
or wherever you find your podcast. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you.